0: Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. Hello, everyone. I'm Jim Deering, bringing you another of Lauren Paul Decker's short stories here on Soul Chaser, the podcast. Lauren writes stories with a purpose about how God shows himself and his grace in everyday things. And just a reminder that Lauren has three books on the market. Soul Chaser, which is a collection of devotions to anchor the soul. I Love You Church, a collection of short stories, from his years as a pastor, and Rufus, a story about a young man from North Africa who travels to Jerusalem and meets Jesus at the end of his ministry and witnesses the cross. Today's Bible verse comes from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7 and verse 10. When thou comest nigh unto a city to fight against it, then proclaim peace. Unto it Today's story is called Peace Signs As much as it depends on you Live at peace with all men Yes, that's from the Bible we just read I'm so glad that God put the primary clause In that little verse It's brilliant The author knows his creation well He understands that we don't always get along Hardly ever, in fact. But there it is, sitting pretty in the scriptures, as much as it depends on you. Live at peace with everyone. In order for this little sentence to function, a few things need to happen. First, we must allow for the fact that not everyone wants to be at peace with us. Some don't even like us. Petty jealousies or past unforgiven hurts block the way of love and affection. Often, these things are held onto like coins in a counting house, adding up so that someone feels justified in their negative opinions. We probably all have someone in our lives who is stacking coins against us, amounting to a genuine tower of dislike. So it is dependent upon us to ask for forgiveness. It is never wrong to do the right thing. Take the low road, which happens to be the humility highway. If we have caused hurt, own up to it and apologize. It won't kill us. On second thought, Jesus calls us to die to self. So it may well do us in. But this is good. It's dependent on us to treat those who don't enjoy our company nothing but nicely. Get over our reactionary posturing and love them, proactively, genuinely. Yes, despite the fact that they still don't seem to like you much. You have asked for forgiveness, so live like you have it. God has you on a clean slate. So roll with that. If someone is slow to forgive, that is outside of the primary category of as much as it depends on you. Secondly, in order for this lesson to work in our lives, we must value peace. Many have abandoned any real hope of peace, thinking it an impossibility. A fairy tale. The world we live in rails against peace. Many of us grew up in homes where there was no peace. Even when there was quiet, there was no peace. We just waited for the next bomb to go off. We walked on eggshells. To you I say that peace is possible. True peace is not an absence of conflict. It's one of the results, or fruits, of being a container for the Holy Spirit and His inner peace that you carry with you. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is peace. So, invite Him into your life and your relationships. This brings about a peace that transcends circumstances. That is why the Bible calls it peace that passes understanding. It makes no sense, but there it is. Peacemaking in this fashion is a noble cause. Jesus said that peacemakers who plant seeds of peace will harvest peace. Imagine a full harvest of peace filling our houses and barns. It's possible, but we have to start planting. That much depends on us. Leave the rest to God. You can't force someone to change. If you have no peace in a relationship, you are probably letting someone steal it from you. It would be one thing if you let them borrow it so that they might enjoy a bit of peace themselves. But that's not how it goes. They usually take your peace and toss it on top of the scrap pile, considering it useless. These types of folks have no respect for peace, and here's why. Some, frankly have never known peace. "'Within and without, they've been buffeted and beaten over time, "'pulled far out to sea, away from any safe port of peace. "'They have no standard of measure by which to measure or recognize peace. "'For them, we must model peace. "'Go out in a rescue boat and show the way to safety.' That much depends on us. Make sure the docks are open and clear when they finally sail in. Don't harbor a grudge. Don't expect to find peace automatically occurring, even in church. We haven't done too well in the peace department over the years. Not even at first. Well, at the very beginning, the birth of the church in Acts chapter 2 Everyone got along famously, but a lot of things that start smoothly don't sustain. Many marriages offer proof of this fact. The church was no different. By the time the epistles were written to the first century church, there were factions, disagreements, and doctrinal divisions. It didn't take long to go off kilter in the peace department. So though it may sound like an oxymoron, fight for peace. Work for it. It takes time. Years of dysfunction cannot be cured with a conversation. It requires more than just talk. But in the end, it passes understanding and conquers all of its foes. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you.